welcome to our Digital Assets podcast series. In this episode, we discuss the regulatory outlook in the UK. Uh, I'm Caroline Hunter-Yates and I'm joined by Doug Robinson and we are two of the Simmons Digital Assets Dispute dispute Specialists. Um, As most listeners will be aware, cryptocurrencies are for the most part not regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority on the basis that they don't constitute regulated investments under the UK regulatory regime. However, as is the case around the world, the regulatory picture is fast moving in the UK. So, Doug, can I just hand over to you and ask you to give a bit of a sense of what is the picture today in terms of the FCA's approach to uh, digital assets? Well, the most immediate change um, for crypto asset businesses is the need for them now to be registered with the FCA under the money laundering regulations in the UK. Um, That's a requirement that came in in January Uh, 2020, but it's been something of a slow burn as existing crypto businesses could join a temporary regime, allowing them to continue business while their applications are being processed by the FCA. As at today's date, a large number of those applications are still being processed. So some crypto firms are still waiting to hear whether they'll be registered or not. And can you just talk through what are the consequences of the FCA refusing to register a business? Well, they're, they're pretty severe. Um, if an, an application for registration is, is refused by the FCA, the firm must cease business in the UK. Uh, and there's therefore going to be really quite a lot riding on the FCA's decision for many businesses. And what sort of approach is the FCA taking to these applications for registration for digital asset firms? Uh, well, according to the FCA's own publication, uh, 90% of the applications it has assessed to date have been refused or withdrawn following what they call a robust engagement between the regulator and firms. So I think the numbers tell their own story and the FCA is making life really very difficult for applicants. That's actually quite a depressing number if I'm honest. And and on what basis is the FCA reaching its decision to refuse, you know, really such a large proportion of the applications? Well, the criteria for uh, refusing an application is found in the the money laundering regulations and, unsurprisingly, um, it relates principally to to anti-money laundering controls. However, the FCA has said that the registration standards that it's permitted to apply under those regulations are, to quote uh, the FCA, far less demanding than those that are applicable to other firms carrying on other regulated activities, and that this is a source of concern for the FCA. So it seems that in light of this, perhaps the the FCA has adopted what it calls an assertive approach towards registering crypto businesses. Uh, And this in practice, as as we have found, um, commonly means applying really quite exacting standards to the money laundering uh, requirements. And I suppose one other way, if I can ask the question uh, of interpreting assertive, is asking, is the FCA actually overreaching? Well, I think it could be yes. Um, in our experience, the the assertive approach that's being taken might, in practice, um, lead to the FCA straying somewhat beyond what it's strictly allowed to do under the money laundering regulations. And if it did that, the FCA risks improperly rejecting an application on grounds that aren't actually relevant to the criteria it has to apply. And what can anyone do actually if um, their application has been refused? Uh, well, they can challenge the FCA's refusal of the application <clears throat> and the route of challenge is ultimately to a court called the Upper Tribunal which will consider the application afresh. However, um, 
firms rarely challenge FCA decisions before the upper tribunal on the basis that it is a very long process and firms who want to maintain a positive relationship with the FCA. However, in, in the context of crypto um, businesses, the, the severity of the consequences of rejection are so great that we anticipate that some businesses may well challenge the FCA's rejection of their applications all the way to the, to the upper tribunal. Thanks, Doug. I mean, that covers the immediate issue of registration under the money laundering regulations. I mean, I suppose one thing we just should, I suppose, have our mind to is, is, is any other changes that there are on the horizon for the FCA? Yes, uh, absolutely. Well, there have been two consultations by the, by the, the Treasury uh, in the UK, which concern bringing certain crypto assets uh, and marketing relating to crypto assets within what's called the regulatory perimeter um so that they would uh, require um you know oversights by the fca and if those um proposals are adopted it would mean the fca would have a much greater role uh, in respect of regulating uh, crypto business and which crypto assets is it proposed that are brought within the scope of the regulatory perimeter well one of the consultations proposes that stable coins be brought within the perimeter um but importantly it wouldn't just be people who are issuing stable coins who'd be caught, it would also be any business providing custody or exchange services in respect of stable coins who would be subject to the regulation and therefore need to be uh, authorised by the FCA. Now, I suppose regulation comes in all shapes and sizes. How extensive would that regulation be? Well, it, it looks uh, based on the proposal um, made by the Treasury that for the most part, um, stablecoin businesses would be subject to a similar kind of um, <clears throat> level of regulation to that which payment services providers and e-money firms are subject to currently. Um, it's possible that some more systemically important firms could be subject to a high level of scrutiny, but that would depend upon um, their size and nature. And you mentioned um, marketing. So, so what do we need to be thinking about in terms of the marketing of digital assets? Well, the FCA has said that it's concerned about the manner in which crypto assets generally, um, so not just stable coins, but all, all kinds of crypto uh, assets are being marketed to consumers. And in particular, it's worried that consumers may not understand what they are buying. And at the moment, uh, advertisements and marketing relating to, to cryptocurrencies, for example, are not within the FCA's remit. Um, it would instead be the Advertising Standards Agency uh, which is the only body really with authority to regulate such adverts. Um, although the, the ASA, as it's called, um, really has quite limited powers of enforcement. And what is the proposal in terms of how marketing crypto would actually be affected? Well, the proposal in the Treasury's other consultation is that um, promotions uh, or marketing, really, uh, as, it's, as it's easy to think of, uh, um, relating to any sort of crypto um, assets um, for the most part would be regulated in the same way that promotions or marketing relating to stocks and shares are regulated today and really the key point that people need to know about that is it means that any promotion relating to crypto business would need to be signed off in advance by a firm which has FCA authorization. And how are firms um, going to go about getting that sign off? Well, I think in practice, they would need to come to some sort of arrangement with a firm that is authorised by the FCA, which would involve the authorised firm agreeing to take the risk, really, of approving the promotion um, for distribution. But given the 
the fact that risk is likely to be quite material uh, for the authorised firm, I think that there may not be many firms out there who are willing to take on that role. Well, thanks for sharing that, Doug. And uh, we were going to be interested to see what the FCA's outlook for crypto um, develops into with the UK. Um, I hope all of you listening found that interesting and um, do join us for our next podcast in the Digital Assets series. <laughs>